Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 123 of Locked On Browns. Uh, like I said, we're going to get uh, you know in here to the Chargers uh, and the Browns a little bit more specifically this week. Uh, the Wednesday edition brought to you by Draft.com, uh, at PlayDraft on Twitter. Uh, you know they uh, they offer you the snake draft thing, uh, the snake draft option quarterback two running backs wide receiver tight end so always thankful for the sponsorships uh, we're not going to hold any punches I had to wait a while to get my man on here tonight busy busy guy but from Bulls from the Blue my favorite Charger guy there is and I'm going to try to hopefully say Los Angeles Chargers every time tonight we'll see if I get through that but Kyle Posey Kyle how you been bud I'm doing well man how are you uh, not too bad not too bad. Um, you know, uh, before we get into the game, uh, you out where you are, and obviously, you know, Middle America and Iowa, me here in New Jersey, it's odd. Two of us, huge Florida State guys. Uh, man, bro, this year went to wreck, and it went to a wreck quick. It wasn't enough to lose to Alabama. It was just as bad to see Francois go down. Uh, now, it looks like Jimbo's exit in stage right. I mean, how you leave a job like Florida State, there's no way to compensate leaving Florida State for any other job other than the fact that maybe you just don't want to be under the bright lights in the big city. But give me some thoughts here on our, on our Knowles, man. It's been a rough one. It's been really tough to watch, man. Who would have thought that DeAndre Francois, the season was uh, DeAndre Francois or bust? Nobody would have said that. Florida State fans love – like. They knew that he was good, but they they were quick to say, "Oh, he's not that good." Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely brutal. And uh, you know, look, I mean, I think at times Blackman has actually looked pretty good as a true freshman. But when you have schools and you're you know of this echelon, you never really think of actually playing a true freshman. So this is kind of what happened with Blackman. Uh, you know, looks like the, you know all the underclassmen are going to go. Uh, looks like a coaching change. If there is one, who do you like? Yeah, so it depends. <laughs> it depends if you want to like a serious answer. Like if you just want like entertainment, it has to be Lane Kiffin. Imagine how fun Lane Kiffin would be in Tallahassee. First of all, imagine how many ladies Lane Kiffin would get in Tallahassee. <laughs> but I I really like the idea of Willie Taggart just because he's just a recruiting monster. And I mean, I know he already has connections in Florida, and I think he would really actually develop talent too. Um, like you, you know how how poor. I mean, even this year, they were supposed to have Nooney Murray was supposed to be the man, uh, Auden Tate was supposed to be the man, and and I know the quarterbacks, you know, the quarterback situation, but they those guys haven't really developed, and then the receivers over Jimbo's tenure just haven't really developed. I think Tagger would do a better job of developing offensive skill players. Um, I, I think uh, Tagger, you know, being – I think Jimbo maybe as he got with this job kind of, you know, grew – you know, it wasn't so much that it was a lifelong program that he built. I think he came in and tried to piggyback off the, you know, the overall success of the program where if they did go the route of a Willie Ta- of Tagger, who's, here's a guy who's busted his hump and he's gotten to where he's at, through his own work ethic, I think it would relate better to recruits. Um, and, and like you mentioned, the receiver position, I mean, we're talking about guys, you know, Ermon Lane just came back to the wide receiver position. This was a five-star guy that was supposed to be a monster wide receiver, 
and basically spent a year and a half playing defense for the Sun <laughs> Yeah. You just don't see that happen at a big-time school. So maybe, I don't know, are we maybe overrating Florida State as a program? It might be overrating it, or it might be, look, I mean, even with five-star guys, you know, you may say, you know what, they never end up the first-round picks. Maybe they maxed at 18, 19 years old. But these guys didn't even give you some glimpses of being five-star guys while in college. So were they misused? Is it Jimbo's offense? I mean, granted, you know, they they you know they went out and recruited a whole bunch of five-star wide receivers and rode Dalvin Cook for three seasons. Which is fine. Which is fine, but, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's weird, though, because you get this. And LSU's another one where five-star wide receivers go to die. <laughs> you got to know how to use these guys. It's just what it comes down to. Yeah, it's tough to watch. And I, I've heard the pro-style argument, but, I mean, these guys, they can't even, like, run right routes. Like, it's just, like, all athlete, and I don't like that at all. Well, I mean, and that's even the thing. But then use Auden Tate like that. You know, I mean, in their pressure situations, they try to run him on a more normal route as opposed to, you know, emphasizing the fact that he's six foot five and 230 pounds. Right, <laughs> right. All right, we're going to get into this here a little bit. Look, uh, your Chargers, I think it was a slow start. I, I really like this team. I think, you know, as it's shaped out, you know, the Ming, uh, the, the Ingram, the Bosa matchup, obviously Hayward playing ridiculous at cornerback. Um, you know, even the first-round pick this year, Mike Williams basically in a, you know, basically not even a part of anything. But, uh, look, you know, obviously we got the Eli Manning news yesterday. You know, his career's about to change. Ben Roethlisberger, every offseason starts to, you know, digger, you know, deeper and deeper into the fact that he may be closer to the end. And then there's Phillip Rivers. And here's the one guy, I mean, I don't know, I think Phillip Rivers will just keep playing football. I mean, maybe if you have eight kids, you just got to keep playing because you need that money. But, uh, you know, give me a little bit about the, uh, the the Chargers offense. And, you know, Phillip Rivers just, you know, week in, week out, just goes on out and keeps playing like the pro he's always been. So last last week, just on the national stage, he, in my opinion, played the best game that he has in probably two years, man. He was something serious, just like from a control standpoint, his touch, velocity. Um, a lot of times his velocity hasn't been great lately, but that was not the case. His arm looked live. Um, he was dropping dimes. He looked he just looked like the Hall of Famer that, you know, people say he is. But he's he's actually been pretty inconsistent. And I don't know if that's just a detriment to the offensive line, the receivers not getting open. It's I think it's a collective issue, but um, he really hasn't been performing that well, just from a a Phillip Rivers standpoint, not from like an NFL average QB standpoint. But the rest of the offense, man, the offensive line, they're younger. Um, they, they have a lot of new guys starting. Uh, Russell Okung's been very, very good. Uh, the matchup between him and Miles Garrett's going to be v- probably the matchup that I want to watch the most this week. It's just like strength on strength, just like superpower guys against superpower guys. Uh, yeah, and the thing with Garrett, I mean, he's just a ridiculous athlete. I mean, there are, you know, the one thing I'm learning doing here with the Browns is, you know, this friend, this fan base is, is – beaten down as anybody, you know, so, you know, we hear the, you know, oh, well, Garrett looks good. He hasn't taken as many snaps as everybody else. I don't think people in Cleveland realize, you know, he is the, you know, if you wanted to add a defensive end, you got the LeBron James of defensive ends. And I don't think people here in Cleveland realize that yet. Yeah, he is, his athletics, just his movement skills, 
and his strength, he just tosses dudes, man. And just running at him is not a good idea, but running away from him, it isn't fair either. I think he's still coming along as just a pass rusher, but man, just watching him against the run, he's just, he's going to be a, he already is a monster. Well, I think part of the thing is, as athletic as he is, he has such a great awareness of center of gravity (laughs) and knowing where to attack the guy in front of him, which, you know, when you get guys that are so physically gifted, they normally, you know, curb around the doing things the right way and, you know, technique-wise. But, I mean, what he did, you know, and obviously a boy he from, you know, Cincinnati, you know, everybody's got their jokes on him. But that was just a straight-up embarrassment. I mean, hand to chest and just threw him. Yeah, it was just like sheer quickness, man. He he just beat him off the line. And then by the time he – by the time a boy he was ready to make a move, it was just already over. I mean, at that point, just tackle the guy. Just draw the two cards. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you know, save the guy. Yeah. Um, Keenan Allen. Uh, now, here's – I mean, Keenan Allen, the thing with his career in the NFL is basically what it was with, you know, his college career. Keenan Allen healthy and ready to play is a fantastic player, but the only thing you've got to understand is he is not always going to be there to answer the bell. But here he is again this year, healthy, playing well. How much of a key is he to this entire, you know, Charger offense? Oh, he's he is the offense, man. Uh, earlier in the season, they were they made it a point to run the offense through Melvin Gordon, and that just was not the right thing to do. Um, they tried to dial it back with Rivers. And they, they were more trying to spread the ball around, like have everybody have even distribution target-wise. And that's just not the type of offense that they are. We've seen the last two weeks, Keenan getting over over 10 targets in both games. And just relying on your best player, you, you would think that it shouldn't be that hard. I mean, just throw the ball to your best player and let the other guys, you know, if make them make the defense stop you from doing that. And... I think uh, the coach, the head coach said something about Keenan Allen's weight being, you know, higher. And now he's down to like 208. So he's down like 15 pounds since the start of the season. And you kind of see that in his quickness and his routes. He's just a lot more crisp. He just looks like he's shaking off the rust and he's just the real deal now. He's back to Keenan Allen. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the touchdown versus Dallas, it was, you know, because he's never been a guy that just tore it up in the open field. And you could see, you know, obviously in a good place, feeling well, you know, got his weight right. He just, and that was, you know, for me, that was the lock of the week. I don't know why anybody thought Dallas was, with their offensive line struggling, you know, the Chargers and their pass rush and their defense, how anybody even thought to drop a dime on Dallas is just, you know, pathetic. That um, happened. You know, that, was a, that was a real thing. It, it, it was. I mean, I, you know, I, I did very well on winning all three bets on Thanksgiving. I did very well. It was, it was nice. It was nice Thanksgiving. As <laughs> nice. much as the food was good, the greens always a little bit better. <laughs> it always is. Uh, guys, you listening to Locked On Browns? Uh, obviously, Locked On Chargers. I know Kyle was just on uh, in the last couple of nights. Guys, by whole, by all means, go ahead. Anything you need, Browns fans, check that show out this week. They do a great job over there. Like I told you this week, the sponsor is draft.com on twitter at playdraft look it's simple it's snake look we're to the point of the year where you know you're either in the playoffs or it's over look you want to recoup a little cash uh i've already uh set up two uh two leagues today small ones three dollar buy-ins it's a little bit of fun the draft itself you know whether you do five through ten guys it takes less than ten minutes you're only drafting five players 
they do this snake draft style. It's a little something to keep things interesting over here, uh, you know, over the last, you know, uh, five weeks that we have of the regular season. But go ahead and uh, thanks for the sponsorship play draft. And guys, go ahead and check that out. Uh, Kyle, the defense here. I mean, between Bosa, Ingram, Hayward, uh, Desmond King was a guy I kind of beat up a little bit through the process, you know, basically for size and speed, but he was a straight football player, and you saw that. Give me some thoughts here. These guys, you know, they're really playing well, and, you know, for a long time, the Chargers got by on their offense, but right now their offense has just got to do enough when you got these type of guys on D. Oh, the offense is way behind the defense, if we're, you know, if we're being honest here. And that's been the case all season. Uh, just touching on Des King here real quick. I think that, so his, a lot of people think he's doing very well. Or he's been playing at a super high level all year. Uh, that really hasn't been the case. That They're not really asking much of him. He's just playing kind of underneath the zone in the slot. Last week was really the first time that they've had him primarily matchup against a good receiver. Cole Beasley is a pretty solid receiver. And he played in man against him. And not just like when he wasn't targeted, he was still just locking Beasley down. So King looked really good last week. He's he's usually a solid tackler. He'll miss, he'll miss a tackle here and there, but he's good against the run. He's good against screens. But last week he really stepped it up. Honestly, man, the best part of the defense might be Casey Hayward. He's just been balling out of control this year. Um, he's had, I know he leads the league in passes, passes broken up. I think he's top five in interceptions. Um, Trey Boston, their free safety is, is up there tied for fifth, I think in interceptions. Uh, and like you said, Bosa and Ingram, man, that, those two off the edge are, are just dynamite teams just have no answer for them. If the, like the Chargers are going to win this game on the defensive side of the football, and that'll just be getting pressure off the edge. I think they're going to beat up uh, both the Browns, Sean uh, Sean Coleman, and who's the other tackle? Is it Banner? Uh, that would be uh, Spencer Drago, Drango, okay. the old That's Baylor right. star. Oh wow! Oh wow! That's yeah, a little right. bit of a significant drop off from uh, Joe Thomas. Just a tad bit of a drop off. <laughs> So, but I tell you what, for the most part, he's held up well. But I mean, once there's anybody with a drop of athleticism or star qualities, it's not worked out for Spencer. So Melvin Ingram is going to go from going against Tyron Smith to Spencer Drango. You tell me how this is going to turn out. Uh, it's yeah, and they're going to and the way the Browns work with who have Duke Johnson, who's a phenomenal playmaker. He will be in line to do a lot of chip blocks on Sunday. Just what you know, <laughs> just what you drafted the young man for. Yeah, Duke uh, Johnson's been lighting it up, man. If they they'd actually won a couple games if they could give him the ball more than ten times a game. It's it's so he, I'm not even a Browns fan, and it's so frustrating to watch. And it, and see for Hugh, you know Giovanni Bernard, he made into a really good player. So now you come to Cleveland and you have a guy who is extremely similar to that, and refuse to use him like that. I don't get it, man. It's really not that tough. Just watching the Bengals game, it's, here's what it seemed like. Duke Johnson, nine yards. Duke Johnson, four yards. Does he get the ball for another quarter? Well, you know, Isaiah, Isaiah Crowell's looking for that contract. So, uh, you know, maybe they want to keep feeding that. You know, it's 3.8 yards per carry. You know, that's <laughs> how guys lose jobs, Kyle. Um, going back a little bit further here on the defense, um, these are 
you have the potential there between these two pass rushers. You could be conceivably talking about a guys that are going to accumulate 25 to 30 sacks in one season. How well are they working together? How well are they, you know, working off of opposite each other between Bosa and Ingram? Oh, it's great, man. Uh, a lot. They're honestly they're at their best when they line up on the same side, and they can just run little games like stunts or. There's been plenty of times where they both beat their man and get to the quarterback and just or both will beat their man. One person just misses the quarterback and the other is there to clean up. They they are just they've been pretty lights out. OK, I'm going to give you a, I want to do a little hit and run here for the 18 season. Philip Rivers, he is the Chargers quarterback in 2018. I think he retires after this year. You really think he's good? I know he was never a fan of going to L.A., right? Yeah. I'm not there. There's been questions about his relationship with Lynn and then the whole commute. He still commutes from San Diego every day. Um, yeah, it's it's real. Um, I'm, I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to play after this year. You think if what if they get to the playoffs, get a good sniff of it and him looking around and realizing what's there? Is there maybe yep. a way he draws back? Yep, the, the, it'll take a run like to the AFC Championship or coming up just short. But just until this recent run, they were they were struggling pretty good, man. Well, yeah, and they went, you know, destroyed my poor boy Odell and ruined the, you know, put the stake <laughs> in the Giants, and all of a sudden they decided maybe it was time to get going. Um, what would be the Chargers' largest need adding into the 18 season? Let's well, let's you know keep out Philip out of this. What do you think is the biggest need on the Chargers team currently? I mean, it'd be nice to get some production from a first and second round pick. That <laughs> it seems like that shouldn't be that hard to ask, but here we are, man. But getting getting Forrest Lamp back should help. I think he's a stud, and I know he hasn't played an NFL snap, but uh, he's going to be big time. They really just need guys to stay healthy, man. If if we're being, I mean, I could get greedy and say an interior defensive lineman but with the edge players you kind of you can get away with just guys back there so I, I mean but even somebody can add for free agency for three four million just a you know a plugger right right so they can use that they can use a plugger they can use a pass rusher inside as well um they i mean they're, they're getting their linebackers are never healthy denzel perriman just got back a couple games ago and that's when their run defense took off um Jatavius Brown, he, he's been banged up all year. He's been playing limited snaps. Those two are very good when they're healthy, but the problem is they're just not healthy. I really think the team could go a long way with upgrading a strong safety, man. So that, that's what I would say, just a box safety type. Okay, well, call the Browns because the only thing they have is box safeties. And they, <laughs> they, they, they choose to play them as free safeties. Um, number 12. Uh, for Cleveland is is going to be a player on Sunday. Josh Gordon is actually playing in an NFL game. And look, everybody, I keep telling you, you know what? Whatever feelings you have on the guy, shut up now. Look, you have no idea how hard it is to be suspended from the NFL for the amount of time he has and actually get back to actually playing a game. Right. So look, everybody wants to see him. The dude's got mad talent. What does it do for a defense? Like, I mean, hey, Kyle, I know you coach. How do you look at this and like, well, you know, this could be Randy Moss walking on the field. This could be a guy who can't do anything. How do you game plan for something like this? Oh, you, you'd be ignorant to 
So, of course, he's going to need to get in playing shape. Of course, he's going to be a little rusty. But you'd be ignorant to think that Hugh's not going to have a plan for him. I would. I honestly think he's going to have like a game where he has 10 targets. And I can see them using play action to get him up top, uh, just running those routes where he's going to just come all the way across the middle of the field. Just speed routes, man, using his, his athleticism. I mean, luckily, they have a pair of good corners. And the pass rush, so hopefully, you know, it won't be any long developing plays. But, man, Gordon's, Gordon's going to be tough to stop. It'll be, I'm very interested to see what, how, the, what his usage is. Oh, he, and he's, you know, I mean, he's got to be through the moon. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I would have at least two to three deep plays called for him. Look, because the one thing Cleveland is, is they are starving, starving for that marquee playmaker. And here's a guy you get, I mean, you know, to get him back is, it's literally like a lottery ticket that you're actually going to get him back. So you got to see what you got with him. Uh, give me like some thoughts on Sunday's game, a little prediction. Is there anything really, I mean, other than charging, quote unquote, is there anything that's going to concern you about this game on Sunday? So just going with the, uh, the Josh Gordon real quick. If I would be surprised if, that's not the first play of the game. It's just him deep. Well, I mean, you kind of, I mean, you get in the sports car back out of the garage. You want to drive that sucker. Yeah, you want to <laughs> rev that bad boy up. Exactly. Um, Man, as far as, like, to- the the outcome goes, the, these teams are just going the opposite direction. And... You know, the Chargers' run defense still isn't very good, and the Browns can run the ball. Their interior offensive line is, is impressive. They run all over the Bengals. Yeah, man. Um, the problem is when they get in obvious passing downs, you know, Kaiser has a tendency to either break the pocket, hold on to the ball too long, force throws, and the Chargers really thrive off turnovers. And, you know, if the Browns – it's pretty cliche to say if the Browns don't, don't turn it over, they have a shot, but – they really do have a shot, man. They're, I actually think the Browns' pass defense is pretty solid as well. Um, it's just, you know, keeping the Chargers behind the chains, which is something that they've been pretty solid at too. So uh, I think the Chargers are going to win. I'd probably say by 10. Uh, it's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be like a Dallas-type game where they blew them out, but uh, I, I imagine it will be competitive just because – the Chargers won't be able to run the ball in the Browns. I really don't think so. But I do think they'll be out, able to have some success over the middle with Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen. Um, and then just punch it in down when they get in the red zone. Yeah, well, I, I, I would not sleep so much on the running game. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba actually was probably the defensive MVP of this defense. And with him being out, I mean, he was fantastic in the run game. Uh, it could, it should be a, a smooth, you know, Charger win, a 27-14, one of those types of things. So uh, it's going to be interesting, first off, because uh, Cleveland's playing a game at 4 o'clock Eastern, which they have not done yet this season. Every oh, wow. single game has been a 1 o'clock kickoff. So, I mean, it should be interesting from that standpoint. Uh, but Kyle, my man, I appreciate you so much taking the time for me, bro. Yeah, hey, my pleasure, man. Whenever you want, I'm coming on. Oh, we got draft stuff coming soon. Uh, get yeah. a little girl, get a little princess a kiss for me, bro. All right. Sounds good, man. Take care. Always a pleasure, Kyle. Thanks so much, buddy. Yep.